0: Welcome to episode 23 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal, sponsored by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Ryan Smith. With me, as always, is Lucas Egan. But enough about us. We have the legendary Nolan North with us. Thank you so much for taking your time and joining us. Nolan, how have you been, my friend? I've been great. I've been great. Thanks for having me. It should be fun. Lucas, uh, real quickly, how is your week, buddy? Uh, it's been a little bit. There's a lot of news and action uh, that has happened in the gaming and streaming space.
1: Well, my week, to sum it up shortly was the last of us. I won't yeah. get into any spoilers since the game just came out, but that that's been it.
0: <laughs> what about what about you, Ryan? Same. I have been grinding away at The Last of Us 2 as well. Uh, I streamed it last Thursday. However, I decided I'm not going to stream it anymore. I know there's a lot of people that go out and try to spoil the game. And I would rather take the experience and and just take that and not, not stream it. Uh, maybe do a second playthrough or something and stream it, but right now, I'm just enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the game. Um, but, but enough about that. Uh, very quickly, I, I just want to get into our first topic before we really sit down and, and uh, jibber jab here with Nolan. Uh, yesterday, a, a, an official tweet came out that uh, from Mixer that they have officially now uh, partnered up with Facebook Gaming uh what this means essentially uh for them is that the operation side of things uh for a mixer is going to cease to exist i believe was uh i want to say maybe this week uh i can't remember when the exact date of it is that it's – I'll have to take a look here. But this is absolutely crazy. I felt like this was – this came out of nowhere as far as with Mixer. Um, I don't think a lot of us saw this coming. However, I know we were talking a little bit, Lucas, uh, beforehand just about – Looking at the numbers from last year and, you know, they were they were behind even uh, Facebook gaming. Uh, So this, I guess, shouldn't be surprising. I just felt the way that they went about, you know, reaching out to their communities and saying, hey, guys, we're no longer going to be a thing here in a little bit, uh, you know, on a tweet instead of sending out like an email or something prior uh, just to just to let people know Uh, this was an interesting shakeup. I feel in the streaming world.
1: It was definitely, and it seemed like from the reaction we were seeing online that that pretty much everybody was blindsided by this. So, definitely could have used some better communication. Um, You you feel bad for all the streamers now having to figure out a new game plan, uh, maybe figure out a new home. And, you know, Ryan, I know you could probably speak better to that part of it than I can uh, since I don't stream currently. But, you know, they made such a big splash early on. Uh, getting people like Ninja to come on board to their platform. But, you know, the, the, as they struggle with numbers, I think at the core of it is they failed to differentiate themselves other than we're like Twitch, but different. But they never really gave that reason why they were better. And so when you have a brand like Twitch now that had such a head start, you're playing from behind right from the get-go. And it's just something that they just couldn't recover from.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, and I I went and looked and it says that the service is going to run through July 22nd. I have a bunch of friends that were, uh, you know, that had moved, made the move from Twitch over to Mixer. Uh, you know, they really enjoy the community. Some of them got partnered. Uh, my understanding of this is that uh, within this partnership, uh, basically the partners, Within Mixer can automatically get a partnership with Facebook Gaming. I'm not sure what that looks like. I'm sure there's contracts and 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 again, this is this is kind of the crazy thing that we're talking about too. Uh, it's been less than a year since Ninja and Shroud moved over. We know that Ninja made 30 million, Shroud made 10 million. Now they're free agents. Uh, Essentially, they I'm I'm assuming now and I don't know this for a fact that they're going to get at least pay out that contract to them or they've already been paid out for that and they get to go out now and and find another lucrative contract like this is like I, I can't imagine that this is this is. Amazing news uh, for them. Like just to, <laughs> like I, I'm thinking about those those ducats and whatnot. And I'm just like, geez, it's like they they made out uh, like bandits with that. And now they can go to, you know, we may see them go back to Twitch. Uh, but, you know, again, I feel like another strong competitor is YouTube gaming. I'm not sure if they're going to take up the opportunity uh, with Facebook gaming because Facebook gaming, I still kind of feel like it's not quite where the other platforms are. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how that shakes up. Nolan, let me ask you, I don't know. Uh, do you have, do you do any kind of uh, live
2: streaming? Uh, well, I got a, a YouTube channel, um, Retro Replay, that I do some uh – you know, every now and then we'll go live for the members, but most of the stuff that we've done has been, um, you know, it, it's probably the best for me because we to edit it because God knows what I'm going to say live. Um, <laughs> it's you know, like, just like that, your career's gone. You're um, right. Exactly. But I mean, I mean, I've been part of a lot of, uh, you know, I've done some Twitch live streams. I've done, um, I, I haven't, run a live stream other than the one we do for our members at retro replay uh every now and again but um yeah i mean i think there's definitely going to be this this new uh kind of uh this landscape of where i mean it's it's a huge huge thing and isn't you were talking about um facebook gaming isn't that jason rubin Mm -hmm. i mean jason rubin who co-founded naughty dog i believe and you started out with last of us and naughty dog i saw the tie in there but this guy is a mm-hmm. this guy's a proven you know he's winner he's just he kind of just makes things happen wherever he goes so uh it'd be interesting to watch to see how that yeah, it, and you know facebook apparently has a little bit of money behind it so that's always good
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah that that definitely helps a bit. A um but bit.
2: yeah yeah, yeah,
0: uh, you're right though, and and I, I think even by looking at the numbers, uh, the stats from last year and the growth that Facebook Gaming has has made, um, clearly shows that it's definitely a competitor. Uh, I feel like in 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 the uh, streaming platforms, so it'll be. I, I'm excited to see. You know where they go uh, with this. I mean, I think that, you know, that's a flex move to me. You're literally buying out another uh, platform and saying, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take that and and everything that comes with it, because I'm sure that there's going to be uh, back end stuff that they're going to be able to implement, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from from Mixer into uh, uh, Facebook gaming.
2: Yeah, well, I know that with with Retro Replay, when, when we had the option of like, hey, do we want to do live things uh, and go to Twitch? Uh, for live or do we want to stick with um uh oh, there you go that's my son and i playing <laughs> that's great uh that's awesome we, we, we just introduced that because we were just bored in quarantine we said let's just go do this it'd be fun and we used to play <laughs> when he was little so now he's 20 and we're like yeah, this is fun, and I can be dirty now. But you know, so we, you know, if, if we were going to do things, I think it was easier for for us personally to take. We would probably do YouTube Live just because mm-hmm. it keeps it all in one place. Um, you know, rather than because then you have your Twitch members and then you have your YouTube members, and and and, I, and I, it works for a bunch of people, but for a bunch of old farts trying to have fun in this landscape uh you probably like keep it you know we're at one spot like my son's still angry with me because i i'm just not very adept at instagram I'm like ah, i'm a twitter guy goes, old you need to be you need to be the other stuff i'm like well i mean i just i should i should just like, You mess oh around with tiktok at all okay so <laughs> 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 it's interesting you mentioned that because my other son who's 17 is actually going to be running a tiktok thing we're going to do uh i'm this is, I'm, I'm announcing it here for the first time on retro replay it's, yes. a, it's but we're going to do a tiktok little thing um where we're going to we're going to start putting some stuff out there uh, j- j- just cuz it's fun and but I, I don't even get it i don't, I don't get it uh so my <laughs> my, my son, i have a 17 year old who's going to be managing running that um so we're just gonna put up because I do like the the idea of just the quick little videos. But yeah there used to be a thing called Vine, right? And that that was Yeah. This is kind of like the the resurgence of, of Vine, somebody said, and who knows if it'll go out as quick as it came in. But it's it's some funny stuff, you know, and, and I, I like that that just sort of that quick little parcel of, of humor or uh, or content. You know, it just kind of hits you and you're like, oh, okay, it was cool and, and move on. But I don't have the TikTok app. So if it even is an app, I don't even know what the hell it is. Did I just say something? It is. <laughs> it is. Oh, it is. you're going to okay. get on it. You'll get okay. on it. <laughs> no, and it
0: really is, too. Like, I, I've been messing around with it a lot more, too, because I felt very I felt the same way. I was like, I don't understand this. Like, what the hell? You know, what, what do I do? Um, You know, and then it it like I, I started seeing things and learning and really it. it it is a great tool to be able to organically uh, connect and reach people. Uh, it's probably the biggest yeah. thing that I've seen from that. Yeah. Oh,
2: cool. Well, yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna put some blast some stuff out there for fun, and I mean that's that's all it is, you know. I mean, I think it's it's a great thing for this this generation. Everybody's having fun, but man, I just all I like is just you have a crazy idea. The thing I like about TikTok is. You know, I could be walking through my house. This is the way my kids explain it to me. So, "You know, when you're walking through and you just you're coming up with a voice for that a new cartoon you're doing or something." I said, "If we just had you sitting, like I will make my coffee and go." You know, um, well, I think today I'll have a little bit of the, uh, the, the this guy. This is a Don Francisco Mayan blend. That's nice because I'm working on trying <laughs> to find but And they're like, "We should just put that on TikTok." I'm like, "Put what on TikTok? It's nothing." They go. <laughs> Yeah, no, like nothing is something on TikTok. And I'm like, I don't Absolutely. get it. But, but so it just little, little, I mean, that's not what we're going to put out there, but it's just an idea that <laughs> anytime something hits you in the head that you find funny, you see something, your dog's doing something, people snap it, boom, it's up there. And it's, it's out there for the world to see. So, uh, pretty amazing, pretty amazing yeah it is Uh,
0: let's take a quick break and then we'll get back and I know we're starting to dive in I I wanted to automatically jump in and just start having conversations with you we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Nolan North Uh, stick around guys
1: There's no shortage of action going on at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline still has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And welcome back, guys! Thanks for listening to that short message, and we are just going to jump right into it with you, Nolan. I'd like to start way back at the beginning because you know, working for a newspaper myself, uh, obviously got a deep love for journalism, mm-hmm. and I, I had heard that that you were a journalist for about a year upon graduating, and I kind of just wonder, wonder. How was that? What made you want to change and get out of it? And is there an alternate universe where we could be talking to Nolan, the journalist, instead of Nolan, the actor?
2: Yeah, the alternate universe. I'm interviewing you.
1: Um.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, it was crazy. So um, I I went to college in North Carolina and I played baseball there. And, you know, um, but I I always kind of looked at it like, If I ever get injured, something happens, you know, I I could I could end up on a, you know, sports center, uh, you know, be that guy that that's that's doing that kind of thing. So um I I, a journalism major. And then I got out, I did get injured and I, I got out of school and I decided, well, I'll uh I went to Boston. I was dating a girl and she was in law school in Boston and I decided I'd go up there and I'm from New England anyway, so it wasn't too far. And and I worked at a restaurant and didn't really know what I was going to do, but nobody would hire anybody who had no practical experience. I had never done internships. I never did anything because I was always, uh, you know, playing D1 baseball. And we just, you didn't have time to do anything but that. So Mm -hmm. um, ended up going to grad school at Emerson in Boston and did a communications broadcast journalism uh, you know, master's degree there. And right when I got out, that is all, that school was all practical experience. So it was all about, um, you know, shooting your own stuff, editing your stuff. You learned the might. you learned all the ins and outs technically as well. Uh, of course, editing back in the day where you actually had to cut the tape and like tape it back together. And, <laughs> um, which, which, by the time I was actually re- as a reporter doing that, I never had to do it. It was always it did get to a digital part, uh, but um, yeah, right out of grad school, I got a, a small uh, job at a station called WTZA in Poughkeepsie, New York, which then quickly sent me. My first job was a bear stuck in the tree on the Woodstock, New York golf course. Or something <laughs> and it was just that was the job. And then I went to a bureau for them a few months later in Stanford, Connecticut, and then opened another bureau in New Jersey, in Piscataway, New Jersey, near Rutgers University. And um, I, yeah, I worked for just about a year um, driving in my own Honda. Um, my, we, we had a cameraman who may or may not have had a little drug problem, so he didn't always show up to work. <laughs> so I once I had I went to interview Al Gore. Uh, and the hu- uh, uh, and the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development uh, like this uh, with a camera on my shoulder and a microphone
1: the- oh no yeah.
2: <laughs> it was just embarrassing but um yeah, you know the thing is i was and I was living in New York City, and i just it just wasn't for me i mean i I thought i'd oh sports center or that kind of stuff and uh I was newark teen shot. Jersey city house fires. I covered murders. I have seen, uh, you know, as uh, this, this woman uh, committed suicide by jumping in front of the Amtrak train and I was unseen, uh, watching. it. was just awful. And it just was depressing and you see, and you know, there was at the time where journalism wasn't even as bad as it is now, but, um, it was just, if it bleeds, it leads. And it was just, just depressing. You saw a side of life and, um it just just was not good and uh anyway i just i remember um i was in new york and a buddy of mine who i went to duke when i was at north carolina he's a playwright in new york and he said hey i'm doing this play you should come do it and it was it was the best And i did it in my free time and it was just most rewarding time and he and I started hanging out and uh I started writing comedy again. I had done stand-up in college for a goof. And then I started doing that. And then he asked me to do another play and it needed more time. And I just fell in love with it. And and I just realized that at a certain point where um I you know, I wasn't making a lot of money. In fact, I think it was like 562.80, 562 bucks and 80 cents every two weeks to be a wow. reporter. So I made about a, about a little over eleven hundred dollars a month uh and i wasn't gonna cut it but i was doing really well and, and i had some opportunities and i remember the day i gave my two weeks notice my news director said had she said uh, uh she said i'm glad you called i wanted to offer you the, the lead anchor here up in the station it would require a move but and i was like uh, i'm actually uh I'm, I'm giving you my two weeks notice so i was oh my on goodness. my way my mother lost her mind. She said, you're going to become an actor. You you just lead anchor. It's a small station, but that's your, and I was on the path. And, you know, of course I had that voice that would kind of do this kind of thing. Good evening, everybody. Nola North here in Newark. Now the house fire started on the second floor of this apartment building. As you can see behind me, uh, relatives of the victims, that was, that was my kind of voice. It was weird, but um the news voice. No, I, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it is I just realized that I, I would rather be broke, although I was broke and happy <laughs> than <laughs> broke and miserable. And I just just covering that kind of stuff just it just didn't appeal to me. And um I started doing stand up. I started doing theater in New York and uh I, you know, it ended with the girl I was with because now I was a, a loser who was a dreamer, and wants to be an actor and uh my buddy uh bought me a mattress i was that broke put it (laughs) in his two-room apartment and we would stand it up every day behind the door so he could walk to the kitchen i mean it was tiny it was uh wow and uh yeah we did that for about uh god just just almost a year and then he he, one night we're just drunk and he said you should go to and and we were Saying, oh, it's so hard to get theater, good theater gigs around here because everybody wants the person with all this experience. And we were drunk and he was like, yeah, you should go to that California. Nobody cares about your resume. Go on TV. And I did. I, I got a one-way ticket and uh, came to L.A. And I think it was six months later, I had landed. I got lucky and I landed a five-year deal with an ABC uh, TV show called Port Charles. It was a spinoff of General Hospital. That's, That's where it started that's so, right and, yeah. and then and then just to finish up that story uh when it ended a few years later this guy uh john lindstrom who played kevin on that show uh he said hey man you know you should talk to my voiceover agent because you're always cracking us up with your voices and everything he said you, you might be able to make make a couple bucks in uh, voiceover and thank you kevin
1: <laughs> that is well that's awesome. a
2: character name john thank you john i don't like to thank him too much because he come looking for commission <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's there you go there's your there's your long-winded answer
1: <laughs> that's on, no that's that's fascinating to me that that that's super interesting is was there is there ever a small tiny part of you that wonders what would happen had you said yes to that lead anchor role
2: No, (laughs) no, because it was never going to happen. It it just wasn't. I had actually, uh, I hit hit a pretty low point in my life. And I remember I got in the car and I drove all the way to Tampa, Florida from New York City uh, where my brother lives. Uh, My older brother's uh, just probably my best friend I've ever known and uh, went down there, stayed with him and his wife and his kids. And um, just I, I took two weeks off just to clear my head. Because I was just said a real low point. I, I mean, I've seen just some horrible things uh, uh, as a reporter, and it just uh, probably a little like PTSD, I suppose, uh, that people can go through. But I'm a pretty easygoing guy, and you just start seeing the the the, the dark side of society, um, and you know, it's just uh, it, it it weighs on you. And I went down there just to kind of clear my head and figure it out. And I remember I said, I don't think I can do this anymore. And He was like, just don't. I'm like, "Ah, oh, but you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm dating her and you know, and then if I don't and mom and dad and he goes, look, what would you want to do if everyone was dead and you had nobody you thought you had to do things for and like, what would you want to do? And I went to answer and he goes, no, 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 no. I want you to think about it for 24 hours tomorrow night. We'll sit back here and uh, you know, and we'll, over after dinner, we'll talk. And the next day, um, I was like Forrest Gump. I remember he went to work. He was a, he's a a baseball coach at university of Tampa at the Mm -hmm. time. And, uh, I said, I'd go for a run and I, I started running and I had no idea I was going. And I was like Forrest Gump. I just, I just ran all day and then I'd stop and I'd get up and start running and just stop and look at the ocean and think. And I finally had to actually find, go into a, a I think it was a pizza place and called my brother. Cause I was like, I, I think I'm lost. <laughs> Where am I <laughs> going to come get me? Uh, but yeah, I remember that night we sat down. I said, you're going to think it's crazy, but I, I want to be an actor. I said, and he goes, he said, do you know how hard that is? I said, yeah, but I don't think the, the I said, I, but I really love it. He goes, yeah, but you, you know, you know how many working actors are serving food? And he said, would you be happy with that? I said, I think the success would just be in the doing. Not like, mm-hmm. you know, like they say, it's not the destination. It, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he just smiled and he looked at me. He said, you've made me laugh. You've entertained this family for so long. He said, if anybody can make it, it's you. He said, I say you go for it. And just no, no plan B, just do it. And uh, I did. And, and it just, you know, you just sometimes you have to just bet on yourself. You know, what's the worst that can happen? you know and and um but i never really had a feeling that like, like failure there it, it was no failure as long as you gave yourself the opportunity to succeed and, and i remember calling buddies uh back in new england going you're not gonna believe this i just read for friends they're like dude that's awesome are you going to be on the show i'm like no nah, i didn't get it but i'm on the set <laughs> of the, the the you know central park right now i can see it so it, was, it was just, you know, it was just so much fun, uh, and uh, I don't know. I just, it just was like being reborn at about 24 years old, and being like, "This is the best." Um, and, and you know, and I, I bartended, I waited tables, um, and, and I painted houses during the day. I, I was making money. I could pay my, you know, rent once I found. I lived in the car for about three weeks, and then mm-hmm. with a buddy, and then finally another buddy moved out, and we got an apartment. It was cheap. Um, it was in a bad section of town. I remember the police used to pull me over thinking I was the, you know, the white dude coming to buy drugs in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh God! And I'm like, I'm like I had to show them my license. I'm like, no, I live right there. And they're like, I'm like, is this a bad neighborhood? And they're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I never had a problem. I liked all my neighbors. You know, it was an apartment building, but I love my neighbors. I used to, wa- I walked around there. People get so paranoid about shit. <laughs> Although it is the neighborhood where Snoop got Snoop Dogg got shot. Oh, oh,
1: that is yeah. yeah that is he that. got
2: shot over in that one corner. It was. It's over by. Uh, it's over by Sony. I don't know. It's a nice area now, by the way. Everybody wants to live there. <laughs> yeah. That apartment I probably can't couldn't afford it anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the good news is, I think it's fair to say you you found a fair bit of success over the years, and you know. <laughs> Obviously, your, your your list of credits is, is too numerous for Ryan and I to go through here. <laughs> but of course, you know... Don't let that I, stop you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I just want to touch real quick, and I know everybody asks you about this, but I want to touch on Uncharted just briefly here. Sure. And, I, you know, I've heard you say, you know, when Uncharted first came out, it wasn't Uncharted one, and you guys didn't know what it would become or how big it would become. If you can take me back, what was essential about his character that you're glad made him into that first game? And what about his his character were you excited to get to explore through the, the subsequent sequels there?
2: Well, what I remember from the when we first started, it was just, um, I remember the auditions were just so much fun. You know, basically it said, look, an Indiana Jones type character. Okay. That's all I had to hear. That's so much fun, and um, I, I think what was great was he had a sense of humor, but he also had this huge amount of vulnerability. Um, he was an everyman. He was just—he was kind of a—he's kind of a wise ass, but a nice guy, wise ass. Not like you know, just like charming kind of wise ass. And <laughs> um, you know, uh, there was something about the character that that spoke to me that was just so. There's a lot of I saw a lot of me in in how he was written in those initial scenes to the point where I was I learned a very important lesson as an actor that I'm I'm enough as an actor. Just like whatever character I'm playing, if if I just play me as that character, that differentiates me from everybody else who's gonna try to play the character, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um it, it's like like if I just be Nolan North as Nathan Drake, uh, and if, if you know if, if, if it's it's Lucas or Ryan or anybody, just play you as that character, and then see if it works for the producers. That's the best way to get a job, because that's the most natural and, and real, genuine thing you can present to them, and nobody else can play a better me than me. Right? Uh, you know it, it, if that makes sense. Everybody else, like it's a reason I don't audition for like Wolverine. I would just be doing my buddy, Steve Bloom. Steve right. Bloom is so good as Wolverine. It's like, why would I even try? I'm just going to do a Steve Bloom impression, which is <laughs> so um, that, That's not. Nice. And he's amazing at it. And I think so in the subsequent sequels for it, Amy Hennig just started writing with my natural voice in mind and what she wanted from the character. And there was this perfect kind of um, collaboration that started happening. And, uh, you know, aside from the murderous activity and the, <laughs> and the ridiculous ability to climb, uh, we're, we're a lot alike, uh, in, in, in certain respects. So, um, and that that's why she, you know, I was invited to ad lib and then the other characters brought so much. I mean, Emily Rose was amazing. And Richard McGonigal, who, who, you know, like we're doing the uh, Uncharted three playthrough because I've never played the games. Uh, so I've done one, did two, and now I'm on three from quarantine where I sit right nice. here and play Uncharted 3. And I decided I'd have Richard McGonigal in every episode because he's such a big part of Uncharted 3. And we've had so much fun just laughing about and re- pausing and going, I remember when they brought out lunch during this scene and you got it all over your, you know, and then will bring other people in. Graham McTavish has been in, Robin Atkin Downs, Emily Rose, uh, Amy Hennig joins us. And it's just, and now I'm actually getting a chance to see these games from you know that side, uh, uh, that point of view uh, as a as a as a gamer. And I, I always laugh. I, I just I look so stupid when I'm sitting there going, Wow, these are really good games. This, this is really <laughs> fun. Everybody's like, duh. So uh yeah, I think, and I think exploring just where he was going. If you look at the arc of all four of them, it's a love story between him and Elena. Um, the first game, we specifically made them not kiss on the back of the boat because like, it's so cliche and just would look. But they ended it a certain way, and then and then it develops, and you don't know they're together. My favorite line in Uncharted Two is Emily Rose: "Hi, Elena Fisher, last year's model to Chloe." <laughs> <it's> phenomenal. <laughs> That, you know, so it was just written so well, and it was so Naughty Dog. You know, just rendered and the artwork and programming, and they always pushed the boundaries of everything that they wanted to do. So it was um, it was the best ten years of my life. I uh, miss it all the time.
1: I know that you're just you've just recently started to play through the series. Here mm-hmm. was that a, a choice to not play it, or or what made you want to visit those games and and kind of experience it?
2: I, it wasn't a choice not to play it. I My kids had played it. Um, I'd seen it. And, uh, you know, I, I just was busy. Um, mm-hmm. And I tend to have a bit of an a addictive personality. I remember my early games I did, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a history freak. And I loved, um, I've always been fascinated with World War II, D-Day, and that kind of stuff. And I did Call of Duty Big Red 1, mm-hmm. uh, which was, I think, was an Xbox exclusive because the developer sent me a copy. I didn't have an Xbox. I went out and bought one. And after dinner, plugged it in, set it up. And I remember around 6.30, put in that game. And I was Sergeant Randall that you follow uh, onto Nor- the, the Omaha Beach in Normandy. And, mm-hmm. you know, get uh, get to the hedgerow, and get down, take out that turret. Just that kind of stuff. My wife came in and she said, are you still playing this game? <laughs> uh I'm like, yeah, why? She goes, it's 3.30 in the morning. I, I've been playing for nine hours and my eyes, I don't think I blinked. My eyes were burning. My shoulders, because I was in a deep tech couch like this. And when I stood up, I was like, ah. <laughs> and I immediately almost wet my pants because my bladder had settled into the idea that I guess we're never peeing again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so, I mean, I and I had to go. And I just you know, and I have to keep playing, so um the hardest part of Uncharted is you know, I'm literally playing every level uh, well, it's not live, we do tape it um mm-hmm. just for editing purposes, but I won't play ahead. um I want people to see you know the, the the followers to 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 see that you know this is this is me really playing for the first time I've never seen this this level. Uh, and I've seen a lot of the cutscenes, but I've I never played the game, and it's uh, the spiders, man, and Uncharted Three. That was suck. It's hard, <laughs> and I'm playing on easy level. I'm playing like I should play toddler level. Um. So so I I don't know. I just and, and you know now the more and more I I I watch and I see, uh, I mean there's there's amazing games uh, and. You know, Destiny. I've gotten to see some of Destiny because I do that game, and my son got into that for, for a big time. And, um, but I, I fear that if I just start playing, I'm I just won't shave or shower. I probably won't get anything done ever. <laughs> so there's the ghost. Eyes up, yes. audience.
0: Yes, the the struggle is real. I was going to ask you about this, too, because, uh, you know, I know that uh, originally and I, I'm going to uh, I started playing uh, Destiny, uh, like from the beta and whatnot. The ghost started out as Peter Dinklage uh, and then you King. came in. I believe it was uh, Taken King uh, when yep. when you made the switch. Yep. And then, of course, uh, um uh, I think filling in for uh, Nathan Fillion uh, to finish off the Cade six story, uh, which yep. I didn't even, you know, which is a fantastic story. And it still blows me away that they, you know, I, to me, Cade was one of the most relatable characters uh, in that whole universe uh, to, to, to have that, that was, happen. It my was favorite so, character. Yeah, absolutely. Was, what yeah. was, tell, yeah. Tell me, tell me, what was that like? Uh, hmm. You know what I mean? Stepping into Cade's shoes and, and playing that character.
2: Uh, you know, so Nathan and I had done a, a, a TV uh, show called Con Man with Alan Tudyk. And I got mm-hmm. to, I'd, I'd known Nathan, but, you know, got to know him a little better. Uh, and he was, he just started uh, his show, The Rookie, and he's the star of the show, the executive producer, and um, just too busy to get in there and, and finish what he had to do. And, they, and, you know, games, they have deadlines and he, the developer had to get it done. Um, and they just asked me. They said, "Can you do this?" And you know, I, you know, made sure Nathan knew about it, and it was fine. And you know, I didn't because you know, I, I immediately saw people. Oh, Nolan North's going to take over everybody. It's like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm filling in for filling in. You know, <laughs> just one time. And I told Bungie, I said, you know, listen, if as long as it's a one off, I said, you know, if if if, if bring Kate Six back, I'm not doing. A Nathan Fillion impression I don't want to do it I'll be the ghost but you know let's not do that they're like no 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 we just need this scene and get this done um and I I was just terrified that I was going to ruin it for so many fans because again Kate Six was my favorite character um mm-hmm. uh, but but it was just a matter of just trying to I, I think find that I, I think he and I are in the same ra- vocal range uh, same timbre and it's just trying to find that uh Kate 6 is just all personality and tone. Yeah. You got to get that right. Um so even if some of it didn't sound perfect as long as he would be have that that zest. Um and I was so happy, I mean the Bungie fan, uh, the uh Destiny fans have been so great uh so supportive. Like some of them were like I didn't even know it was you. I'm like good. And then I I a- I actually considered like not even having them credit me.
1: Mm. And, and said
2: why don't you just uh i think i actually asked them to use my character i did in comment jerry lansing mm. uh, uh i don't even know i i've never checked the credits on that but i think we were we talked about doing that um i don't know if they did it but um uh but then they were it was going to be like who's jerry lansing is he taking over for nathan I'd be like oh. <laughs> <laughs> um but it, yeah and and the the thing with ghost was just um You know, I think that was all scheduling more than anything. You know, it's a live game. Uh, The only thing that scared me about that is I didn't know I was replacing anybody. We did auditions uh, Mm -hmm. for a different character. And then they came in, they said, okay, this is actually what you're doing. You know, he's in Northern Ireland. He's doing, uh, Peter's doing uh, Game of Thrones. I don't think he he minded. Um, You know, people said, oh, there was some, uh, you know, backlash against him. Uh, But... You know, I I know nothing about that. Um, I do know that I've been to Northern Ireland and uh, I know people who did Game of Thrones and everybody had to stay in Belfast and Mm. would have to get up at like three in the morning to get to locations way out into the Mm. countryside. It's I think a lot of that came down to scheduling could be wrong, but that's what I'm going with. But they um, uh, the only thing that, that kind of freaked me out was after we did Taking King we went back and re-recorded all the previous stuff and mm-hmm. then one day they updated the game cuz it's a live game and all of the, i i didn't know you could do that it's like all the peters was gone and now i was the ghost from the beginning um uh so i was like wow you, i didn't know you could do that I was, you know so so i always joke i said you know one day you it may be you know go back play uncharted peter dinklage as nathan drake you know <laughs> and, and he'll have it he'll have it back with me because he's he's here's the crazy thing he's one of my favorite actors and i i I remember thinking to myself like what if i get to meet him someday and he's like you're that prick no no (laughs) no i didn't i didn't wasn't me i don't think he cares (laughs) in my head he's okay with it yeah
1: from from an actor standpoint is it what what are some of the challenges you're facing when you're stepping into a situation like that, where everything's kind of already established, whereas different than than like an uncharted, where you guys are kind of forming it as you go.
2: Hmm. Um. Well, it's different, you know. Uncharted was all motion capture; it's all performance capture. It's um. So it's your movements. Uh, your the cutscenes. You're with other actors. You're actually. It's just like doing uh a, the way they shoot a movie for motion hmm. capture. Uh. So there's much more interaction like that. Uh, I've probably recorded 95% of the ghost lines alone. Um, uh, you know, even even in quarantine now, we've had some uh, new uh, material we've been working on for Destiny and uh, record from the other room here, the house. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's, i guess they they're they're different because one feels more like well one's a robot and and you just <laughs> it's just vocal and you're just trying to you you want to really make sure you understand the context of every scene um and the other is just you know that's it's it's a it's a full body performance um so it, it they're 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 very different even though they're they're both games they're just very different um In in, in the way they're, um, way they're played out, I guess.
0: Yeah, and you, I'm I'm guessing that you guys are probably recording lines for Beyond Light because Destiny. Just, I think it was a week or two ago, uh, they had a um, a live event. Uh, where he talked about the the roadmap for basically the next two years of destiny which really yeah. got me excited um you know that they're we gonna do. continue yeah yeah and, and they're building in the in that continued infrastructure uh we're gonna continue I'm hoping that you know I mean again that they're going and and getting um, deeper into the lore and the storytelling because I really really enjoyed forsaken uh really enjoyed this uh the uh the last one uh I can't I can't think of what it is uh shadow keep shadow keep shadow uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're, you know, I'm, I'm completely back on, uh, as far as with Destiny. I, I grind it out, um, a lot.
2: Uh, like what you are said, very much. warlock. What are you? I'm Hunter a warlock. Warlock, warlock
0: man. Warlock. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, it, it's easy to go down those rabbit holes. Uh, I kind of wanted to just shift gears real quickly and ask you. Uh, I know that you you worked on Star Trek. Uh, 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 Star Trek Into is it Into Darkness? Dark? Yes, yes. What was that like? What was that experience working with J.J. Abrams? Uh, He's one of my favorite directors. uh, And you know what I mean? Just working within that cast and being a part of that production.
2: Um, Interesting. So uh, I was doing a a session and I didn't realize it was J.J. actually directing this voiceover session. Mm. And um, someone mentioned that uh, something about uh, Uncharted and he, he kind of fanned out. He was a huge fan. Here it comes. There's what? There it is. That's yeah. it. That's what got. There it is. That was <laughs> it. Um, what's crazy is uh, so he just, he, we started talking. We left a message for his uh, son on the phone. He, he's a huge Uncharted fan and he just loved it. And he actually told me he said, opening of Uncharted 2 is probably the best opening of any TV, f- film, or video game, anything I've ever seen. He said that train, he said that was amazing. Um, so he, he was a big fan and he just said, do you want to come play? Do you want to come on to, uh, to Star Trek? And, and I, I remember saying, well, I'll audition. He goes, no, no, I know you can act. You can't be Kirk, but I'll give you something. <laughs> so it was cool. You know, I'm like, wow, that's I guess I don't, you don't have to audition for a movie. That's how it's done. You just have to do a popular game. <laughs> um, it was awesome. I remember having to go down to Sony and just to see my parts of the script. And you, you, you'd sign it in, go sit at a table where a guy watched you, and then you, you, so you didn't couldn't take pictures. They held your cell phone. I mean, that's super secretive. Um, and I actually had about five or six lines, um, that got cut for time. Um, or were distributed to other people on the bridge. But that one little sequence where I just turned, it was two weeks, two weeks uh, on that. And and it's an actual starship. They built a starship. Um, I remember talking to JJ one day. He came up, he goes, you having fun? That thing that that I'm looking at where you look down at that, (laughs) that was there and I'm saying, this is amazing. This thing that I'm standing at, this panel, this must have cost a fortune. I said this must cost more than me. He goes, "Oh, that costs a lot more than you." We <laughs> <laughs> were laughing about it, but Peter Weller uh, came up to me and he was like, "Hey, you smoke cigars?" I'm like, "Yes." He's like, "Come on." We went out, had a cigar, sitting outside with Peter Weller. He was like, "That's awesome." I'm just, I'm just some schmuck, and I'm just, and we're just talking life and business stuff. He's done. He's just nicest guy um simon pegg was hysterical um and i actually got to see him in london last year and uh he remembered uh shoot we we would every time we he comes in he's the one who actually shoots and stuns me um and and he remembered doing that because on every take he'd come in he goes "Nope, in the in the balls no it's not got your leg and we, you know, and I would like ah oh, my leg, you know, we would goof around, <laughs> uh, and it was funny because you know then you, 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 you know, there I am, oh there I just got stunned. I did one time, <laughs> I did the Shatner,
1: but, uh, <laughs> and I
2: spun around three sixty and dropped. <laughs> we had so much fun, and um, it, it was just you know Benedict Cumberbatch, just just meeting him, and 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 um, so and, and Chris Pine. Actually, I actually was in the makeup chair one time right next to Chris Pine. And I told him, I said, if if you ever get it, come across a script for the Uncharted movie that they they keep saying they're going to make, I said mm-hmm. um, you you would be a perfect Nathan Drake. Um, I, I just I, I always thought he would be, and the crazy thing is we're about the same height and build. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So it's it was, and you know, because yeah, he, he he's he's got that. He's got that, uh, he, and he plays that with, with, with his Kirk, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's vulnerable, he's cocky, but he's, he's vulnerable. And, and, um, you know, he's very relatable, uh, uh, I th- he plays relatable characters because I think he's, he's a genuine, uh, guy like that. So it was, it was a blast and, and I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I got to, yeah. I got to go play and JJ Abrams is the nicest, uh, Kindest guy uh I've ever met and genuine. I mean, uh I, like I I've I've spoken with him since. Um, but I can just like I, I saw um Super 8 recently, and I <laughs> shot him an email to say, just catching up on Super 8, man. I love this film. And he like five minutes later, he emails me back. He said, Ah, I hope you're well. You know, make sure you wash your damn hands. It's just, you know, and and people people look at me they go wait JJ Abrams knows you like like you can email? I'm like yeah <laughs> and we don't go to dinner parties together or anything but he's just he's he's uh he's as as genuine as he is talented it's it's amazing
1: since you briefly mentioned it i have to ask do you have thoughts on the the uncharted movie adaptation that that's in the works uh, yeah
2: yeah you know i, I I, I good luck. I hope they I you know, I don't I don't hold any uh ill will or anything like that. I I'll, I'll be the first one in line to see it. I think it'd be fun. Um you know, I I, I like what they the idea that, you know, don't don't make the mistake other uh you know, uh movies that came from a game first have made where you try to show the character from the one you were playing. Um mm-hmm. we see Nathan Drake most of the time in um, – when he was like early 30s when we started. Mm-hmm. And in Uncharted 3, we go back to him when he's about 50, 14, 15. It's a great – what they're going to do with Tom Holland is like where was Drake in his 20s? Right. Um, I wasn't sure uh, at first. I, said, I, it was, I thought it was strange because they had talked about um, Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake and now he's Sully. Uh, which <laughs> makes me feel like they just love Mark Wahlberg. And I at least he's a Boston guy because um, Richard McGonigal, Sully and I are both from Boston. So at least you get one guy from, from New England. And I saw people saying like, because I, I had said, I don't see Mark Wahlberg as Sully. And everybody lost their minds. They're like, "Oh no!" And it was in, and I'm like, "Mark Wahlberg's going to see this and come punch me in the face." <laughs> 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 I'm like, it's like, I'm going I'm to and clear it up here with you guys. It's like, no, dude, I think I, I really enjoy his 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 stuff, and yeah, he can play Sully. He can, I, I'd love to see his take because, you know, Tom Holland's not the the Nathan Drake you might expect, but yeah, I can see that in his twenties. Uh, Sully, it, it's what I like is that they're making their own version. They're not yeah. trying to copy um some some of the stuff. You know, they're not trying to make it look just like the game because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, the, the truth of the matter is, I'm not Nathan Drake. When you're playing, you're Nathan Drake. You're on the stick. You're moving around. You're making the jumps, the decisions. To to have that kind of a ten. 15 20 30 hour experience on a game and being absorbed in that um and then then to you know filter that down to like a 2 hour passive uh right audience member uh, you know so now show me something new um i don't mind i feel like we made four great movies five if you include uh, golden abyss mm-hmm. so you know i'm good i'm good with it uh you know they asked you know there's been people who it was a couple of the writers that I had met with, uh, before, uh, they settled on whoever's doing it at this point, um, who approached me about playing more than a cameo, uh, like an actual role. Cause, um, and yeah, you know, a couple were, were cool. And Joe Carnahan had a cool idea that I, I won't, I can't mention, but he had a cool idea. Dan Trachtenberg who was going to direct, uh, we sat down, uh, he had a cool idea, um, but I don't want to be the guy just like, telegram for Mr. Drake, wink, you know, and then you're out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, And, you know, maybe it's good to distance it from the game and just make, make a good movie. Just, mm-hmm. You just need a good script and a good film and, and, and make it fun, you know, and, and something that can stand on its own and not be compared to the game. Because the game were their own movies. So let's just, right. you know, play off of that. And I think it'll be great. And, and I like Mark Wahlberg. Sure, why not? Let him be Stully. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Just, and I think I've seen Wahlberg with a cigar. So as long as he knows how to smoke a cigar,
1: he can play Stully. It's all good. You know, you know, in, ter- in terms of, of having things stand on their own, I think that's a, a good segue into one of the, the bigger games that, that I think is on everybody's most anticipated list with the Avengers. And Ooh obviously we've seen uh, the superhero genre kind of have this, this uh, exploding in popularity, uh, you know, a lot of it due to Marvel and DC and and a lot of their movies and stuff that they've done Mm -hmm. getting to, to voice a a, a superhero. (laughs) What, what was that like? And what, what do you, is there a different kind of pressure that comes into a role that a lot of people associate with, you know, with a particular actor because of the MCU already?
2: That's a great question. Um, you know, uh, here we go off Nathan Drake. If Nathan Drake was Indiana Jones for Harrison Ford, Iron Man feels like my Han Solo. You know, I feel like this, I didn't know if I was going to ever get another, you know, iconic character to play. And, um, you know, I'm I'm a big Robert Downey Jr. fan, so I I but I had to make this Iron Man uh, like we started this thing about the best. Uh, what would what would I be like if I had Jarvis and and it was just me? How do I play? How do you know um, uh, Tony Stark? And I realize, you know, I, I can't I can't even concern myself with being compared to Robert Downey Jr. because that's his. Uh, he's, he's my iron man. I love him. Um, there are certain phrasing and ways of saying things that I did as a little homage to him, but I didn't, without it being an impression. Um, I think that, um, that was, that was important to kind of give a little hint of that where people go, Oh, that kind of sounded like our DJ. Um, but because the way it was said, not how it sounds. Um, but it's, he's an iconic character and it's, it's, and you know, it's the funny thing is he's a superhero, but he's, I don't see him as like a superhero. Like, uh, like when I do Superman or Superboy for Young Justice for that mm-hmm. show, um, Iron Man is kind of like, he's the, he's, he's a, he's a, I mean, you take that suit off and he, he, he can bleed. Uh, he's, uh, his superpowers really is just his brain, um, you know it it's interesting cuz he is an everyman character wrapped up in this this suit so um it wasn't much of a departure uh, I, you can joke it's almost like oh it's Nathan Drake in in a in in a suit um <laughs> but you know but you know it, it, obviously they're different uh you know Tony's very very sure of himself and mm-hmm. um even when something hurts he'll tell you oh, oh I'm fine yeah um But he's fantastic. It it, it was, and you know, to work with Shauna Sky and and all these guys at at Marvel, uh, Crystal Dynamics. The thing that blows me away is uh, is the the gameplay is some of the best I've ever seen. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the demos are just like this is ridiculous. Um, But as far as the pressure goes, I think as long as I stay true to myself and try to uh, invoke as much of myself into Tony Stark, uh, that took a lot of the pressure off and the fact that it's not a standalone game like just iron man uh right. if i were doing iron man the game i probably would feel more pressure but being part this is like an ensemble movie you mm-hmm. know and um uh being part of an ensemble with such you know great talents um that took a lot of a lot of the pressure off you know i just had to do my tony part and then there'd be the you know the the thor part the banner part the widow part it it was it just uh it all came together so you know I, I i didn't i can't say i felt pressure like that but uh and and that you know those other those other people really helped
0: that is uh yeah i i'm, I'm really excited to play this game cuz it does look i mean the gameplay of what we've seen looks absolutely amazing yeah it's amazing and i, I you know and again and kind of uh you know like you were saying with uh this you know, put the, the, uh, um, uncharted, um, movie being a different story, you know, separate from the games, I feel like you know. Again, even though these are characters that we're familiar with, I like the fact that they didn't try to emulate uh, what they've done in the films that they've gone and and they're doing right. something different. It, you know, they look different. They have, you know, what I mean. It's still those people, uh, just not the not the 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 ones that have been on uh, uh, throughout the in theaters and whatnot. Um, this is this is gonna be fantastic. And you're right, having this ensemble yeah. uh, not only in in it, it you know. The the piece as a whole, uh, I think, will help be a driving factor and something fun for gamers and for those uh, that really enjoy the story. And I'm just I'm just excited to be able to experience it and then have that. Like, I mean, how cool is it? uh, You know, being able to fly around as Iron Man or smash things up as Hulk like this is going to be amazing.
2: When Hulk picks up somebody and starts whooping people with the guy, (laughs) it's it's funny. It's like Shrek. Didn't Shrek do that? <laughs> it's like, it's hysterical. And, and you know, the performance is so good. Black Widow is just badass when you play <laughs> it, it, the game. I mean, um, just some of the moves and and it just was so well done. And visually, it's just stunning. And I'm just hoping it does well and we can, you know, make more. Because I had so much fun doing it. Um, you know, it, it's funny because in the mocap stage when you take off you know like cap will say tony get to that tower i'm like on it and i just stop you know and, and everybody has to kind of you know because you, you do the hands like you just took off but you don't really take off <laughs> and um, everybody has to finish the scene and you're just standing there holding it because it's funny because uh <laughs> travis willingham was thor he he and i uh, it, it, uh, often it would be um Tony Thor you're on it and you're like try to keep up and we would both take off and I do that and hold and Travis Willingham would go with a hammer hold that up <laughs> now we're standing there and we would just be looking at each other and we just start cracking up and everyone's trying to finish the scene and we're just like two grown men in spandex suits just looking ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was great, and and again, this gameplay is unbelievable, and it's just fun. It's just a fun romp, you know. And it's just and it's a good story. Um, But so for people who like a narrative, you get that. But people just like, man, I just like to smash and go and have fun, and you get that. It, It really, I think it's gonna it'll have a lot of appeal for 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 everyone. So I'm I'm excited about this one.
1: I really am. Perfect. You know, speaking speaking of uh, story wise, uh, if I can touch on Dirt Five just a little bit here, Please, because yeah. racing games and stories don't always go hand in hand. That, that's not something you think of right off the top of your head. What attracted you to your character in their career boat That that sold you that this was going to be an engaging, engrossing story that you wanted to be a part of.
2: Yeah, you know the funny thing is, um, I, I've seen some. We, we you know we've been putting out some um, uh, promo. Um, uh, materials on our socials and you know i hear people going yeah dip nobody plays a racing game for the story it's like just like avengers it's like okay then just you know press x and skip it doesn't matter it's a cool game mm-hmm. um i i i i know the dirt series and, and you know i've played forza and i like that stuff and i'm not good at it but i'm like hey, these games are really cool they're fun what attracted me to this was the fact that they just did a different way of of having a story, and I think it's perfect for this because it it it's it's like a podcast um it's done by uh the guys that do donut media uh their podcast they play themselves and basically you know uh, troy uh Baker and I just had to play these two characters, but we've come in separately and you're just like doing these um like a podcast with, you know, interview, like we're doing right now, Mm -hmm. but, and there'd be some suggestions of lines and things they want to hit, but everything was just completely improv. And, um, the character that they presented to me was, he's the antagonist, but he's not a, like a villain. Uh, you know, he's just, and, and it was really interesting that, that, you know, we can vilify certain people, especially in, in sports, Uh, because we like somebody more than the other person you know uh, in basketball you know uh, you might love Kevin Durant so you hate LeBron Uh, but doesn't mean LeBron's villain and and it was just and the way they were telling the story was interesting you know Um, (laughs) I still don't I I haven't seen how it's actually uh, incorporated into the game I I it may just be audio which you hear through your car like you're listening to a podcast Mm -hmm. before a race i don't know um but it doesn't detract again you know it's just a cool game it's just i mean the the the, just i just like the dirt series i think what codemasters does is, is 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 great and and uh just to be part of that to be working with them and it was just an interesting new way of storytelling that I had never experienced. And uh, like you said before, I've, I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of work in this industry. This was a new way of doing something. And I, I just wanted to, uh, test the waters and it was great. It was so much fun. It was, it was, it's like, a you know, improv is like a, a tight wire act, you know, you, you don't know if it's going to fail or, but you just start, you just start talking and, and, Somehow it worked. It's <laughs> so, uh, good.
1: Yeah, you know, we we uh we would love to to give you a chance to vamp on retro replay. By the way, one of the most entertaining channels out there. I have ah, so much fun, fun watching you guys. Um, just just how is it doing that? I know you're doing the series with with your son now. That's got to be a lot of fun. And and what 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 can your fans expect from that in the in the future here?
2: Well, you know, um. We, we, we had a just a great run for a while. Um, uh, Troy uh, decided to go off, and he wanted to um, uh, explore his, his own thing and fully support that. Um, and what we decided to do, we didn't want to change anything. Um, we've been in quarantine, so we haven't been able to uh, actually get back on the couch. But what we're going to do on Thursday shows in the future will be um, just random co-hosts uh special yeah. guests um uh it, it it could be people from film tv gaming uh developers um i actually want to even i think we're going to be throwing a contest where uh we actually have one of our replayers that we our fans our followers the replayers come and and sit and and uh on the couch for an episode or two so we want to open that up to everybody so it's not just um it's not just you know two guys hosting it um mm-hmm. the monday show right now is just a playthrough that i do with my son because it was quarantine we wanted to do some stuff and we said hey why don't we film this and just put it on the channel for fun we just want to keep bringing engaging content and 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 fun content you know um i, I don't i try not to overthink things too much uh because i'm not that bright but uh <laughs> you know but you know, here we are playing Lego Star Wars. And, and it's, it's just fun. You know, and like, I, I, my favorite part of this, this, this episode you're watching right now is this was the day, uh, this was past Monday. And at one point I was doing a Yoda voice like, oh, and, and Yoda moves too slow so he couldn't get coins and Chewbacca's getting <laughs> all the coins. And I just looked and I went, please stop taking my money, Mr. Bear. And my son lost it. Uh, I broke them. I broke them. <laughs> yeah. And it was the it's that's what that that's what this is about. It's it's fun. And you know, it, it's just I think people appreciate that. I, I think it's actually coming up where I did it. But um uh, yeah, you know, and then uh the fans created a character that I did on the couch one day where it's Uncle Noli's advice, it's terrible advice, you know. It's usually <laughs> shitty advice that that you know, the <laughs> uncle that you're like you like, but you, you know, don't want him. you know, he's kind of uncle. He's like, Hey, I'm going to give you $5. Let me, let me buy three 50. I'll get it back to you. <laughs> you. know? Uh, so it's just, it's a silly little character. And as the uncle Noli knows, <laughs> you never know what he's going to say. Um, yeah, but you know, and we have Liam McIntyre is uh, going to bring his show from Australia. Get good. Uh, he and Todd Lassance, uh, who were in Spartacus together, they're bringing their show onto our channel so we're going to start uh, airing them on retro replay uh and we have a couple other uh, shows from other content creators that mm-hmm. we're going to do and um yeah just keep filling up the channel so it, it just people have something to come and and you know just watch uh and it could be but gaming or we may do a a, a a true podcast um it just it's hard because as you guys know, scheduling is just, mm-hmm. you know, getting people together. And, you know, especially people are still a little reluctant to go to our studio to mm-hmm. uh, record. So we've been, you know, I uh, think we're going to try in July to get get uh, some guests back on the couch and get back to the true retro replay proper. Um, and, and we turned it into audio podcast, too. We just reworked it so people can listen if they feel like that. Because some people like to consume the content just audio wise. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, and, and it's a, it's a, it kind of goes back to your dirt five question, you know, it's something that I'd never really explored. Um, and I don't know if I need to be a, you know, uh, a professional at it, but you know, making your own content, having some fun. Uh, I got an idea for a a limited little thing that I want to do. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know if I, if I get around to it, but Absolutely. it would be like a little, like a little scripted kind of series that uh shorts that I would do on the channel because it's fun. And it's, you know, and I'm, I'm the creator, the, you know, the producer with PJ Harsman, Drew Lewis, you know, we, we can pretty much do whatever we want. People may say that sucked. I'm like, all right, we won't do that again. So we're going to do this. And I got a bunch of buddies in this industry who like, hey, you know, it'd be funny. We should shoot something like that. we're doing this. I'm like, yeah, well, I have a place to put it up. It, it's, uh, you know, I'm not, um, maybe it's not the smartest business model, but it's just, I, I, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm very much of the mindset. If you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. So I just like to just put stuff up there. And if people like it or don't like it, you know, subscribe or don't, um, there's l- membership levels that you can donate. And that's great. If you want to do that um but it's fun and i think everything that i've ever done as long as i kept that in mind and you know you don't do it for like i got to get this many subscribers and i got to do that if you just keep doing it because you enjoy it um you know not everybody's going to be happy with the, the stuff you put up there um but if the majority do or if it if it if it creates uh conversation that's great too but um you know, we're not you know not breaking new boundaries or anything.'re <laughs> we're just we're just having fun and and uh and I love that my kid's part of it. He has a friend who they play a game at our house, and I told my son, his buddy I said, "You two should maybe turn that into a, a show just mm-hmm. just you two playing this game because this kid's hysterical I mean, some of the stuff that comes out of there. Makes me laugh, and I'm like, I think just listening to him loses mind. <laughs> It'd be great. So, so they, yeah, we might put that up there for a while. Let them play some games, and they have their own little show, or, or let them do retro replay. I don't know. It, it, the funny thing is, we're running out of retro. I'm we're catching up pretty quick. I'm gonna be like, no, right, so it's just replay now. <laughs> just replay.
0: I think you hit it right on the head, though, as far as, you know what I mean, especially now, nowadays, where these platforms, more and more people are consuming content uh, from these different platforms. And really, it's it's like having your own channel uh, where you can produce yeah. basically anything that you want to. And, you know, just putting things out into the world and, and seeing, you know, what people are or what they like or what they don't like and just kind of adjusting and moving from there. I mean, what a big change uh, from, you know, where we were Let's say 10, 15, 20 years ago, uh, sure. to where we are now within the normalization and the popularity of of gaming and streaming.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's it, it's so easy now, too. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a complete Luddite when it comes to technology. <laughs> and um, through this quarantine, man, I mean, I I literally it took a global pandemic to get me to clean my garage, A, <laughs> and B, put a booth in my house. And I realized that, I mean, you have to understand there'd be times where I'd have to get to Nickelodeon, take over an hour to get there with traffic in Los Angeles uh, Mm -hmm. to pick up like six lines for something and then turn around and drive all the way back. It's three hours, three and a half hours out of my day sometimes in a car. And, And, you know, now it's just like, like you said, you know, just get yourself a cup of coffee in the morning, walk in there. Flip. you just need a good mic uh, a, a a small i have a scarlet preamp that i use that was 160 bucks from sweetwater who i have that sweetwater they they're not a sponsor but i i shout out to sweetwater every time nice. and they send candy i don't know if you can <laughs> have your camera yeah, i just love those guys anyway um you, you probably just have to ax all that because I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> I love them. Anyway, get the preamp. I did that. And, you know, it's a laptop. It's a good mic and a preamp and uh, a source connect line. Done. And I, I can't get over how easy it is. Um, yeah, just, just just walk into the guest bedroom closet. Open up. It's all soundproof. Sit there with your coffee. Uh, I did a session this morning. I'm doing one after we talk today. So. It's great. I actually had one company come in and we did facial capture. My wife had to put dots on my face. Oh. he light up. Yeah. And uh we were able to do facial capture for for somebody. So next thing I don't know, just gonna get the get the bed out of there and just turn it into a mocap stage. And I'd never leave the house.
0: Right. That that is no for me, I am that is absolutely did I fantastic.
1: Okay. I will I will admit Ryan right, right knows how excited I've been for this this interview this, this week. I could go all afternoon.
2: <laughs> I could do, but I, I gotta go get lunch. Absolutely.
0: Nolan, again, thank you so much uh for for sitting down, taking the time, uh, and just talking sure. with us. Uh, it's been absolutely awesome to be able to pick your brain a little bit. Uh, you know, and and talk about the things that you've done and the things that you're doing uh here in the future. I know that uh, there is the is it's a live event, I believe. Correct, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Lucas.
1: If you're listening to it the day of release, it's today. The Avengers War Table stream, so you can get some some a a longer look at that game. That yes, please do. I was just talking to those guys
2: yesterday uh, on the phone, talking to Shauna Sky, our director. So uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, that it's, that should be really cool. War tables uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. Yep, right.
0: Which is release day for us which is today. Uh, that is going to do it for us here at Lamb Party. So again, Nolan North, thank you so much uh, for being a part of this and coming on. Yep. We appreciate it. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And I'm going to say it: we love your faces. <laughs> We'll be right <laughs>